fear is something that is going to be ever present because I think the thing about fear, which is very similar to change, is that fear isn't just around the negatives in our life. Fear can also really be around the things that we desire and the things that we hold really dear to us as well. Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Welcome back to this episode of the podcast where Today I'm just going to candidly and openly talk through, I guess, thought processes that I have and techniques that I personally adopt when trying to face fear. Facing fear is, I think, one of the hardest things we do as humans, one of the hardest things that we are called to do as humans because I really do believe in that Uh, motto or saying and I wish I knew where it was from but that you know the cave we fear to enter really does hold the gifts the magic or the wisdom that we do seek fear is going to be ever present in our human experience and so like anything like the adage that I have with change that change is going to be ever present in our human experience so the more that we are actually able to have a relationship with change that we see it as an extension of our experience as part an integral part of our experience and we learn to work with it to understand its nuances and to almost befriend it, even if it doesn't necessarily feel good all the time, that we're going to be in a much better or more advantaged place to move through change, even when it does feel challenging. And I would put fear in that same category, in that fear is something that is going to be ever present. Because I think the thing about fear, which is very similar to change, is that fear isn't just around the negatives in our life. Fear can also really be around the things that we desire and the things that we hold really dear to us as well. It's not exclusive in terms of it's only something we experience maybe when things go wrong or we might be hitting a rock bottom or we might be in a dark night of the soul. Fear is something that we're constantly going to be coming up against. And so I, the way I see fear is really just an opportunity to allow part of my ego to die. And that ego, I like to think of it as like an onion where the truth of who I am, the soul of who I am, the ever-present, never-ending part of me is that center of the onion And we have these layers, like a layer of an onion completely surrounding and cocooning us. Sometimes we're born with these. A lot of these layers we were perhaps conditioned with when we were far too young to know or understand better. 
And some of these fear layers come from our experiences in life that we didn't maybe find certain situations pleasant or things didn't work out for us. So we pull on these layers of fear as we go and actually choose consciously or subconsciously to wear those layers. And so when we're looking at things that we fear, I see it as just an opportunity for that layer to be peeled off, to no longer be a part of that cocooning of our truth and our magnificence and our light and allow us really to crack open to exposing that first to ourselves and then to others who may wish to look in the direction where our light is beaming from. So how do you do this? I mean, when you're fearing something, how is it that you just pull that layer off? And it sounds easy um, when you use an analogy of, a, of an onion, but I think when you conceptualize it like that, you can see it as just that. You're literally just removing a layer. Now that layer may have, you know, intricately entwined in a tree trauma, uh, past experiences, um, blocks and barriers that you impose on yourself or others imposed on you, belief systems. So this is why these layers can sometimes really hurt when they're ripped away because with it may hold a lot of identity and a depth of really shaking up the truth of who we are. So When I'm moving through life and there is something that I fear, I want you to know from me to you, it happens all the time. I am so conscious of the things that I'm really fearful of. And I have beautiful mirrors in my life of people that I'm in relationships with, people that I work with. And beautiful healers that are around me that are also willing to, you know, shine that mirror back to me so I can see that fear, that layer in a little bit of a different way in order to conceptualize it so I know what it is that I'm letting go. So the first thing is being able to actually identify what it is that you are fearing and Always to keep at the back of your mind that what it is you fear is really just that lesson, that unlearning, that reshaping of who it is that you came here to be. So really fear in that essence is a possibility. It is an opportunity. I'm not talking about fear as in doing something stupid, doing something outside the realm of keeping yourself safe and secure, living life without abandonment and not being aware of the dangers that are out there. I'm talking about that internal fear that we have for the things that we really wish to access in our lives. It could be as simple as the fear to wear an outfit that you want to wear. It could be fear of going for a job that you want to go for. Fear of saying the thing that you would love to say in your intimate relationship. Fear of admitting to yourself first and foremost the truth about any type of situation that you're in. The fear of actually then having to deal with the truth once it comes up. 
And I see this in myself, but I see this in clients all the time. Day in, day out, people really sitting in front of me just in a state of fear. Fear that if they admit to themselves the feelings they have towards their partner, having to deal with maybe that relationship is over. Fear of admitting to themselves that the job that they have isn't serving them and having to admit why maybe the part they played in that or choosing that and then the repercussions that that may have on the choices that they need to make for themselves. Fear of, in in lots of people will say, I have a fear of starting over and starting again. And people hold a lot of fear around letting go of what they've created because they put so much time, effort, and energy into that. A lot of people come and they sit and I sit in front of my own mirror with a lot of fear around maybe how I'm going to be perceived or received by others. Starting this podcast, obviously there was a huge amount of fear in that, in speaking out, being seen in this capacity or being heard in this capacity. I remember holding a lot of fear around showing up on social media for the business and showing who I was and connecting with people that way, not being able to gauge the response or the acceptance or the rejection I was getting on the other side because you can't see when people are consuming your content. A lot of fear around starting this business, starting KirstenLeo.com, around workload, around putting myself out there that way. So we all have fear. We all harbor fear. And so I'm just speaking from my personal experience in what I do with that. So first up is actually being able to identify that I'm sitting in fear because fear has an amazing way of masking itself as something else. It can mask itself as signs that I'm not ready. It can mask itself as signs of, well, that mustn't be for me. It can mask itself as signs of I'm overthinking or I'm wrong in whatever situation you're looking at. So it's being able to have these beautiful rituals with yourself where you are able to tap in and have that safety of that space just to be open and honest with yourself. For me, that is a rock solid morning routine of sitting in meditation in the way I personally do it. And I think that's probably something I need to talk with you all more about. And it's definitely journaling. I have never really been a huge journaler up until around 2018, I may have started. And I have to say, journaling has been the thing that has really allowed me the space to get it out on a piece of paper exactly how I'm feeling, exactly how I'm experiencing and exactly how I'm perceiving what is swirling in my heart or happening in my day-to-day reality. And by doing that, I'm actually able to start not just to get to know myself more. It's kind of the way I see it. It's like having a coffee every morning with my best friend being me. 
that my best friend sits there and she doesn't say anything because she's a book and she just listens and it's an opportunity for me to offload. So if you don't want to do that with other people, at least try and cultivate a practice of doing it with yourself. And if you're someone who continuously offloads on other people, then watch how you actually aren't taking responsibility for yourself. I remember in my 20s, my older sister actually reflected back to me. She's like, oh, you just need to talk stuff through. Like you just need to it out. And I think upon reflection, what I was actually doing was offloading and not taking any responsibility or accountability for what I was offloading. It just felt good to get it out. And thank gosh, she's wise enough not to carry it. She probably did obviously to a certain extent of care and concern, but I can see now that I was just completely abandoning my responsibility and whatever I was getting off my chest because I wasn't sitting with it myself and allowing myself the space to A, admit in this scenario, because I'm talking about fear, what I was fearing, and then potentially moving through that fear. So first of all, identifying what it is that you are afraid of. I also have been finding lately that scrolling through social media, one of the advantages of that, because let's face it, okay, a lot of people can say I'm on a social media ban or I'm not going to look at social media, but the reality is a lot of us do. And so I've kind of been on a little personal crusade to really um, be okay with the fact that I am going to probably be scrolling on a daily basis. And so how can I use that actually to my advantage? So as I'm scrolling through, especially TikTok, seeing things that entertain me, fine, but also, you know, on my feed, seeing things that really trigger me and things that really allow me to conceptualize the thoughts that I'm having or the feelings that I'm having. Um, There is so much great content out there by creators who are in a variety of different fields who can actually put words to a lot of your experiences that you're feeling or that you're going through. But by doing my morning journaling and, and being able just to see where I'm at, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm pondering, what I'm dreaming of, whatever comes up and out into that journal, whatever I feel inspired um, or that I intuitively want to get out. Then when I'm looking through feeds, like I notice the things that I need to notice. It's like my attention is drawn there a lot quicker because we know energy um, flows where attention goes. So if I'm aware of it, then I'm going to actually see resources to help me a lot quicker and better than if I wasn't aware of it. And then it's taking on that advice from others or different perspective from others, whether it be from social media, friends or whatever, and kind of seeing where that fits in with you, because it can really contextualize, like I said, and put words or vernacular to the feelings of the fear that you might be having or why you might be fearful in that way. And that brings me to my next thing. When I'm facing fear, I always ask two questions. What are you really, truly afraid of? Name it. Really literally naming it allows it to lose its power by a massive amount just by naming it. Are you fear of are fearing vulnerability? Are you fearing repeating patterns of the past? Are you experience are you fear of experiencing things from the past? where you've done things in similar situations and it didn't turn out too well? Are you fearing change? Are you fearing overwhelm? Are you fearing um, ridicule? Are you fearing rejection? 
What is it that you're actually fearing? Just say it because as soon as you say it, there is a logical part of your brain that is also going to be able to help you rationalize that and talk you through it. But if you are fearing what you are fearing, then you're never going to get to that point. Hence, you're probably really never going to take action to work through removing this layer of the onion to expose just a little bit more of your light. So saying, what are you fearing? And then go deeper. Always ask the why question. So what are you fearing? I might be fearing vulnerability. Why are you fearing that? And more often than not, I would say 99.9% of the time, a lot of the whys can be answered from my past. It can be answered from the fact that in my past, I may have experienced something that was really unpleasant when I did something similar and my brain is pulling all the emotions out and going, don't do that. This is what happened last time. It did not turn out too well, or I'm still judging how that turned out. And I'm still maybe need to work through some emotions of that, some clearing of that, because that is what is stopping me from moving forward. So the, what are you fearing and why are you fearing it are two really, really powerful questions. And notice I am like on like a few steps in. So identifying what I'm fearing and then why I'm fearing it. And I'm still not doing anything with my fear. This isn't about jumping off cliffs. I think sometimes when we want to move through things quickly, we don't actually move through them at a deep enough level for them actually to have an impact on completely dissolving from our experience. Now, when things pop up, when fears pop up, I actually look at it and go, hmm, if I don't do a good job of this, this is just going to keep coming up and coming up and coming up. So now I really make it my mission to do as much digging as I can and as much healing as I can around it so I don't have to revisit these lessons maybe to the same intensity at best in the past um, as I do in the future when I'm facing perhaps this type of fear again. And ultimately, I love that Wayne Dyer quote where he says, the wake of the boat does not drive it. And how often are we all really obsessed with our past determining our future when in reality our future is made in the present and what energy we decide to embody what vibration we decide to adopt and move forward with that that the past actually doesn't have an impact or implication upon the future other than that which with we allow it to That is really, really key to understand that a lot of our fears are based on perceptions that may be false. A lot of our fears are based on conditioning and a lot of our fears are based on the experiences of the past, none of which are necessarily true and none of which are necessarily false. It just is. And the fact that we create our future in the present gives us the opportunity to actually face the fear with the pragmatic, what am I fearing and why am I fearing it and move through it 
from there. But the fact of the matter is a lot of the times when we are in fear of something, the job isn't actually to heal it before we go forward. The job is to go forward knowing that what we fear isn't actually true or we don't have to adopt it as our reality. So many times, how many times have you, for example, as have I, not done something because we're waiting to be so prepared that we don't feel fearful doing it, that we don't feel 100% million percent ready to do it. So we stop ourselves from moving forward in this big fat lie that one day all of a sudden we'll have this epiphany that we're no longer afraid of that thing and then we can move forward with ease. That is not fear's job. Fear's job is to keep us safe and protect us from things that we were conditioned, told or experienced in the past would not work out for us or will not be good for us. To In order to reprogram that, part of that is, yes, conceptually understanding where or why we have where that fear came from, why we have that fear but not expecting to then move through and do the thing or say the thing or be the thing, whatever it is that we're fearing without that fear still niggling at us. The only way we're going to be able to really dissolve that layer of our onion of ego is to be able to do it anyway, (laughs) to be really so aware of the fear that we're so intimately in relationship with it, we kind of get it and we can move forward with it anyway. As I've said before on this podcast, one of my absolute all-time favorite quotes is, my fear is my only courage. And I really do believe the things that I fear is just the wounds. It's the place where the light is trying to enter so that I can move forward so that I can go and evolve, so that I can learn and adopt a different experience. Does it always work out that way? Absolutely not. Sometimes I do get slammed for it. Sometimes I do experience the negative emotions or experiences that might go with that fear for sure. But it doesn't mean I'm destroyed. It doesn't mean that I'm down. It just means I'm one step closer to understanding the skills and the perceptions that I might need to tighten or the skills that I need to move through it. So when you're facing fear, know that it is usually something that is preconceived or conditioned within us and question whether or not that is real. It will feel real, but whether or not that is actually real. And then the last thing or the two last things I do is I always ask myself, would I, what if I wasn't afraid? What would I do if I didn't hold this fear? Then I really imagine it in detail what I would do if I wasn't afraid. And by doing that, I'm also training, reshaping, remolding the neurological connections in my brain that allow me to see different possibilities, to see solutions where perhaps once all I saw were fear-based problems. The other thing I do is look for people who may embody the essence or the energy or the vibration with which I am feeling that I need in order to move through it and draw inspiration from them. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going through the same experience or they've been through the same experience and they've kind of cleared that path so I can see how to walk it 
although that may be the case, but it could just be I might need to adopt some of their approach, some of their attitude, some of their vibe, and really learn how to embody that through their example in order to give it a go myself to see if that really is part of the true me and how to express that because I might not know how to express the true part of me because if I did I wouldn't be sitting in fear right so it's like draw upon the experiences and the examples of others and the final tip I've got for you in terms of facing fear is asking yourself what this fear is costing you how much is this fear really costing you so for example the fear of maybe not starting this podcast I don't know if I want to be that public I don't know if I want my face to be on things I don't know if I want to be out there in that way what was the cost of maybe not doing that the cost to me would have been huge the stuff that I've learned from doing this um, the passion that I have grown for podcasting for being able to have amazing insightful and inspiring and educational discussions with my guests the ability to connect with people in this way when I hear feedback from you guys in terms of what you get out of these conversations it's huge and so the cost would have also been on you guys it would have been on you who was listening that you know if you have ever got even one morsel of inspiration or one tiny bit of perception shift or change that's enough that cost is way too high not to have done it and the growth in me as a person in doing something that I didn't realize I would not only just like really love, but he's part of my path and has opened up so many other doors and opportunities as again, this, this career path of mine, but this life of mine just keeps evolving in ways I never planned or imagined. And the joy that that brings is just beyond. And so really when I think about the cost of not doing the things that I fear, I can see that my fear is often a price I'm not willing to pay anymore like I said it doesn't make it necessarily and in most cases feel any better I really want to stress that emotions the the literal physical emotions that we have as a result of our fear are just energy in motion they're energy clearing out they're kind of necessary we need those emotions to be flowing through us so we can release them so don't run away from uncomfortable emotions learn to regulate them learn to walk with them otherwise you'll be in perilous <laughs> for paralyzing for the rest of your life in this fear in this onion that you create for yourself and that you're getting the habit whilst I, I believe that I'm in the habit of removing layers of my onion and I can also see how very easy it would be to be in the habit of adding layers to your onion. You are the master architect of that. You are the one that gets to decide, do I want to be someone that actually is able to remove the layers of fear or do I want to be someone that keeps pulling them up and on? And as we know, if you're the light in the center, your light's going to dim, 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 dim until that you're this, 
you know, version of yourself that you may not even recognize. So there are two very clear, distinct options there, and it's up to us to constantly choose. But know that fear is your only courage. So push on through. If you have any questions, thoughts, comments, or any techniques that you particularly use, I would love to hear them. The community would love to hear them over on the Facebook Light Path community page, the Light Path community. This um, series of the Light Path podcast is going to wrap up pretty soon. Um, so I just want to use this opportunity to say I really appreciate the support. If you could obviously rate us, write a written review, that would really help us get these uh, topics, these conversations into as many ears as possible. We just don't know who we're going to help out there by doing that. So I'd really appreciate if you could take the time to do that. But for now, as always, just sending you so much love and light as you walk your path. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path Podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.